We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the victory, take us through the first five and a half minutes. You had the five three-pointers early. We thought you had a six. Then they changed one of them. It would have tied a Nick record for most threes in one quarter. Uh, I felt good. <laughs> That's all I can really say. I felt good coming in. No shots were falling. Listen, I can appreciate shots falling, Julius. It's really fun to watch. You saw OG Ananobi. You felt like you had that rhythm. You had a little size over him. What were you thinking with that matchup? Well, you know, just not really second-guessing it. Uh, talked all year about just, like, playing fast and making quick decisions. And for me, uh, if he was off of me, I was going to knock uh, knock the shot down. Uh, and, you know, if he pressed up, go past him, uh, get in the lane, make a play for myself and for my teammates. Dominic Manzi, what's going on, man? Uh, Dominic? Uh, RJ's better than OG right now and in the future. I don't think that's nuts. I don't think that's nuts. I mean, OG defensively, if you're looking at like individual sides of the ball, RJ offense, RJ defense, OG offense, OJ def- OG defense. I think the reason why people would say OG is that the highest of those four quadrants is OG's defense now and probably in the future. But especially the way the game is played right now, offense is more important than defense. And I think RJ's offense is enough above the potential is enough above OG's offense. Cause the, the difference is OG has not shown himself to be a guy who you can like consistently run plays for and have that be good offense. Like that's not a thing. Now, RJ, you can, and sometimes he's woefully inefficient and sometimes he's, he's quite good. So that's a good one. That's a good one to sink your teeth into. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think it's nuts. I don't think it's nuts. I really, the thing that would make me feel very good about saying that without, without hesitation is if, RJ played defensively like he, we saw him play like two years ago, um, which has not been the case this year, even recently when he's been he's been better, but it still has not been, you know, where where we'd like it to be. If he if he could get back to a level where he's like, oh, he's a good wing defender, not even a great wing defender, a good wing defender consistently. 
that would make me feel a lot better about that. Um, that's good though, Dominic. I appreciate that. That's a good one. Uh, Kev with one more. Am I nuts or was our late game execution not that bad? I, I don't know. You, we and you tend to see things the same a lot, which means we're, we're both idiots, I guess. Uh, in my opinion, the refs uh, missed a clear foul against uh, quickly Pascal. Uh, one of the beat guys tweeted out at the time. Uh, I forget if it was Fred or Steve. Um, but like apparently when quickly shot that three and they didn't call the foul, like the entire Knicks team, like, like threw their hands up and like, what, like, what, like how would you not call a foul there? Um, so you might be onto something there. Uh, anyway, the raps also hit some tough shots. They did again. This, I, the, the Trent three was incredibly difficult. And the Siakam three was really, was a tough three too, I think. Um, but again, it, it was bad. I I just you know, I I don't think it was abhorrent. But that's me. So maybe we could both be wrong together. Thank you, Kevin. As always, uh, Sam Garcia's dad. What's going on, Sam Garcia's dad? Into the whole Garcia family, as always. A great win. It was a heart attack at the end, but they pulled it out. And with one of our better players out of the lineup, congrats, Tibbs, on win one hundred. Should send Tibbs a cake. What would go on the cake? I don't know. I feel like a block of granite. I don't know why. Maybe like uh maybe like a rusty tool would go on a Tibbs cake. Something just very like a blunt object. That's what would go on the Tibbs cake. I feel like. I'll work on that. Thanks, Sam Garcia's dad. Sean Ford with another one. All-star votes count three times tonight. Hashtag get those likes up. Come on. we. I mean, like Randall's not getting voted in by the fans, obviously. But like, let's, you know, let's get him into the top 10. I mean, I was thinking about it. the Knicks Twitter account has like, don't they have like two, two million followers of like every person who followed the Knicks Twitter account just voted once, one time. Like Randall would be in the top 10 three i think um but like you know i was thinking about the all-star voting thing and my only conclusion is this nick fans are new yorkers new yorkers are smart and new yorkers are generally busy (laughs) even if they're elsewhere in the world if you were born in new york you're going to be busy wherever the fuck you are and they're very judicious with their time so i think a lot of new yorkers are probably like look i love julius randall i love this team i love jalen brunson the whole thing but I know they're not getting voted in as starters, so I'm not going to waste my time. That's my theory. Uh, I could be wrong, but yeah. But go vote. Go vote. Uh, Busy with another one. You know what would have been a magical play call at the end of the game? The plays the other coach is running to get back in the game. Hashtag just saying. Hashtag we could be better. Hashtag I believe in this team. It's a ridiculous comment, Busy. It's a ridiculous comment on its face. Because you play extraordinarily different when you are up in late game situations than when you are down. Because like when you get to a certain point in the game, you do milk the clock. Now there's a difference between milking the clock and still ending up with something effective and milking the clock and ending up with something not effective. But like that's, but that's just not the case. Um, You're not going to play the same way. 
no team, no coach anywhere at any level of basketball would play the same way if they're up by 15 or 10 or whatever the case may be late in the game. It's just not going to happen. Um, there was even a play with like, I, I, my God, it was, I had a little bit more than three minutes left. Somebody missed a three. I think Mitch got the offensive rebound. I think they were up by 13 or 14 and quickly it went out to quickly. And there was like 12 on the clock, 11 or 12 on the clock and quickly fired up a three and it missed. And Raptors got the ball. And immediately after the ball left his hands, I was like, you know, this situation, maybe move the ball around a little bit more. I know you're open, but like still, that was my instinct. And that was with more than three minutes left in the game. So the further you get down to four zeros, the more you have to be conservative. Um, It's, it's, there's a difference between working on late game execution and like just not being sensible and cognizant of the time, place and score. Uh, so agree to disagree. They're busy. And I, I, for the light, I, I, I admire your passion. I do because you are, and it, 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 listen, you have good company. There's a, a lot of segments of this fan base that are just that, that are dead set on, kind of the opinion that you have convinced that, you know, if a change was made, this team would take off, you know, uh, I, I just respectfully disagree. <sighs> Dominic Manzi with another one. It's coming together one game at a time, double down on all of our guys, this head coach and this front office. We don't praise. I don't praise the front office nearly enough. Great job by the front office. They assembled this team. They held steady. They didn't make any panic firings, any panic trades. Nothing. They they believed in what they had. And they good job by them. Um, rest of Dominic's comment, except for Obi, uh, let him go be the best. Be, let him be his best self somewhere else. I don't think you're going to see that. I think Obi's going to come back. He's going to play minutes and. They're going to keep using him in the way that they've been using him, which is frustrating, but I don't think that's going to change. Um, But yeah, everybody deserves credit. 22 and 18. Top 10 team by net rating, almost a top top 10 team by record. Should be a top 10 team by record. So they're good. Sean Ford with another one. Appreciate all the generosity, Sean. The thing I never thought I'd say again I enjoyed Evan 48 minutes in the fourth quarter. Big basket he hit in the fourth early on. Plus 23 tonight. Don't love his defense long term, but he has been a professional. Uh, plus plus. Yeah, I mean, again, if you think about what this team is lacking right now, they're lacking some offensive punch off the bench, you know? And that's exactly what Evan 48 provides. And like, in theory, if you were putting him on the floor against opposing bench units, his defense shouldn't kill you. Not for 10 or 12 minutes a game, especially. Um, which is why, like, the notion of going to trade for some wing that's not going to meaningfully, like, upgrade you, I just don't see it. I don't see them doing that. Not with Fournier already here. Um, the question is more like, do they do they continue to ride with Fournier moving forward? Uh, 
And I don't think they do, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's an interesting, interesting quandary, as it were. Thanks, Sean. Rowan Beckford Sr. What's going on, Rowan? Hey, John, Fournier's defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I buy the, the defense completely, but uh it, it was it was definitely passable tonight. How about that? Appreciate that, Rowan. Thank you, as always. Uh, Steve with another one that late review felt like an eternity. Yeah. I don't know what the hell were they looking at? That was the most obvious foul of all time. I was like, what the frig? Um, Oh, that's cool. Leon Rose and, um, who else is this? Leon Rose gave the game ball to Tom Thibodeau because it was his hundredth win as next coach and said something to the team in the locker room. Um, they probably all hate him. <laughs> it was, it was Tib, uh, Leon and Wes gave, uh, gave, uh, the, the game ball to tips. That was cool. Good moment. Anyway. Uh, thanks Steve. Appreciate it. Dom Cappuccini. What's going on Dom for a team with a not so good record. What a tough team to beat, particularly on the road. Thank you, Leon for Jalen Brunson on to the next one. Yeah, like, I, I, like, it's a good win. Any way you cut it, it's a good win. I know the Raptors' record is what it is, but I always, you, you guys know me by now. If I, if you want the true measure of a team, don't look at record. Look at net rating. And Toronto has the 16th best net rating in the league. They are negative point two points per hundred possessions, which means by net rating they should be a 500 team. Now, obviously. They are seven games under 500, so they are underperforming their expected win total by about three, three and a half wins, which is if they were where they should be and they were, you know, and they were went into this game um, 19 and 19 as opposed to 16 and 22. Like we'd be looking at them as a good team, um, but their record is what the record is because they've just Hasn't been their year. Kind of like our year last year <laughs> in a lot of ways, oddly enough. Um, good comment, Dom. I appreciate that. James Choi, what's going on, James? To everybody who wants them to run the offense at the end and hasn't played a game against a press late or at the end, hasn't played a game against a press late in the late game. It's chaotic. You just want to get the ball over while not turning it over. Good win. I can't blame Tibbs. Well, you're in the minority, but. It's a welcome, welcome comment. Appreciate that. Appreciate the generosity. You know, and again, it's like the most key moment to me was where like they they inbounded the ball successfully to Jalen Brunson and Jalen Brunson just, he just lost the ball, you know, which is like, he's the guy you want with the ball in his hands. And they, he just, he was dribbling. He got into his dribble. It wasn't like they didn't call timeout. He just, just lost the ball. Lost the ball, kicked out, three-pointer. That was what made it a game. And then from that point forward, it was some like not great offensive possessions where you milk the clock a little bit too much and you don't get into your offense. But like, you know, they, they beat the press after that. Um, still stuff to work on, not perfect, not ideal, all of those things. But I appreciate that comment, James. 
Very much so. Uh, Dom with another one. Does Grimes' quick release remind you of Allen Houston? That's always been the comp for people. Looking at him, looking at how he shoots it, looking at how he goes about his business. I, I, Houston was a little bigger. That's the only thing. And Houston's size, especially when he played, I think made a difference. Um, but offensively, now, Allen Houston could do some shit on offense that I don't know that Quentin Grimes quite has in his bag, or at least not yet. Uh, I don't think, I don't think that's a crazy comp at all. You know, big shoes to fill. But as far as like, if you're Quentin Grimes and you're you're planning on being here for a while, what's the guy? What's the what's the poster you want up on your wall to shoot for? I think Allen Houston is a pretty good one. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? I get extremely busy this time of the year. I'm watching basketball games, recording podcasts, and brainstorming ways to trade your favorite Knicks. So I try to save time and skip the grocery store when I can. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, there really is no easier way to eat well. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Don't hesitate. Head to factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at factor75.com slash filmschool60. To get 60% off your first box. Fargo Tufo. What's going on, Fargo? Just got home. Missed the second half. One question. Which fucking team? My son, Requiem Gaming, (laughs) kicked me off his YouTube account. (laughs) This is now me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Alex, great to hear from you. Um, I don't have an answer for your question. I'm sorry. Fargo Tufo with another one. Hopefully this is easier to pronounce. Hashtag 53 gummies. Shout out to Jessica, wherever you are. Uh, thank you. Uh, Hushu with another one. Every time I see the reports of the Knicks watching Levine, we haven't, wouldn't be a post game, uh, without bringing up Zach Levine. I want to pull my hair out. I'm praying they don't have, uh, FOMO with missing out on uh, Donovan Mitchell. That is a disaster. Um, Levine, you know, I ended today's Patreon pod. I think Andrew left it in by asking Benji, like, is there any scenario in which a Levine trade would at least intrigue you? Um, And Benji, as always, is very smart with this stuff because he initially he's like, I don't want any part of Levine, which is my position as well. I really don't want any part of Levine at anything close to what I imagine the cost is going to be. But just in a crazy theoretical world where like you could get him for, you know, I don't know how many cents on the dollar, but where where it's where it's a package where you're like, 
wow, that's not a lot for a guy of that caliber. You know, I do think it's something you need to kick the tires on. I mean, I just saw it came across the, the scoreboard before. You know, dude put up 41 points tonight. They beat the uh, they beat some good team. Um, like, he's still a really talented player. He's still young. He's coming off an injury. I just like. Th- there is a there is a price point at which you you. You have to look at it. If you're being responsible as a team and you're just trying to get better and you you. You know, you're trying to get out of mediocrity. I just can't fathom that that price point is ever going to get to the point where you actually pull the trigger. So, and I don't think they will. I really don't think they will. I, I, that would shock me if they traded for Levine before this deadline. That would shock me. I'll say that. Thanks, Hush. Appreciate it as always. Um, Alex with another one. One more win, and we are 13 and five in our last 18. Pretty good. Shout out to Andrew Claudio. Anthony Strano. What's going on, Anthony? On a scale of one to 10, the Blazers entering a, uh, entertaining an offer for Josh Hart feels like a damn good fit with the bench. I love Josh Hart. I've always loved Josh Hart. Josh Hart's a Villanova guy. Josh Hart. Um, is he a CAA guy? I feel like he's a CAA guy. Um, I'll I'll look that up while we're we're on here. Um, but yeah, I like Josh Hart a lot. I just don't know why the Blazers would trade him. The the Blazers. So the the Blazers. No, are they? I don't think maybe he's not a CAA guy. Um, but the Blazers. I know they lost tonight to the Pacers. They got off to a hard start. Hot, hot start. Yeah, no, he's a CA guy. I wasn't crazy. Aaron Mintz. Well, there you go. Um, so he's very much a CA guy. Um, same same agents as Julius. So that's significant. Blazers got off to a hot start. They lost tonight. They've kind of fallen a little bit in the standings. Um, I I understand all that. The Blazers, I think, are very much going to continue to be all in on this season. Um, I would not expect them to make that sort of move. Uh, they are 19 and 19 right now. It, I still would not, I would be surprised. I would be very surprised. So on a scale of one to 10, I don't know, two, three. Yeah. Cause that's like, if, like if you're the Blazers, what you're, you're not blowing it up. So if you're making a move, you're making a move to improve your team. And where's the move that you make with the Knicks that improves your team? Like, I, I understand you have some players on the roster that can maybe do what Josh Hart does, kind of. And maybe you, I don't know, maybe you want a little bit more shooting from that spot. I, nah, I, I don't see it. Love the player, too. I just don't see it. Wish I hope I'm wrong. I like Josh Hart. Good young player, too. Be here for a long time. Um, Chris Carter with another one. You made a really good point in regard to closing games. So blind squirrel finds another every now and then. Our oldest player is volatile. Our best player has never been a number one. Everyone else is young. This is a roster most of us wanted. We have to accept the growing pains. Yeah. Yes. Completely agree. <laughs> it's, 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 
It's it's the the thing I I just have to reemphasize this again. It is hard to win in the NBA. Like I just look at the standings and the teams that are like trying really hard to win games this year. The Heat are 20 and 19. They're playing now. The Hawks are 18 and 20. The Bulls are 18 and 21. The Raptors are 16 and 23. Wizards, 17 and 23. The Warriors, the freaking world champions, are 20 and 19. The Suns are 20 and 19. The Clippers, my pick for the finals before the year, are 21 and 20. The aforementioned Portland Trailblazers are 19 and 19. The Minnesota Timberwolves, who went all the fucking, are 19 and 21. The Lakers, who can't be more all in, are 17 and 21. I think I just rattled off 10 teams that went into the season like somewhere from like very invested in winning games to like as absolutely desperate to win games. And we have a better record than all of them. And they all have better players than us in terms of at the top. They all have better top end players than us. You know, it's just it's it's hard. It's hard in the league. Um, and no team is perfect, you know, and everybody has flaws and everybody has things where everybody has things where you can, where you can get a team because it's just, it's tough to build a foolproof roster. It's just, it's what it is. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Hush to with another one. I miss Berman's backhanded compliments. What's Berman doing right now? Maybe he's on the golf course playing some night golf. I don't know. I hope he's in a. I hope he's in a bar somewhere. Uh, oh yeah, good good job, Chris. Reminding me in our KFS Discord that uh, not only is Josh Hart a CAA guy, um, but he's a Villanova guy. So that's pretty cool. You like that? Another connection. Uh, Luke Stone, what's going on, Luke? In regards to Quickly's offense this season, he hasn't been shooting well from three this year, but he has improved so much as a passer, and he's much more efficient at the rim. Yeah, I wrote something earlier in the year in regards to Quickly shooting from um, two-point range, and I don't know if it's as much improved at this point as it was early on. Uh, Okay, it's close, so... This here, you want some quick, some good stuff from from quickly. Forty percent two point field goals uh, as a rookie. 40, 45, just under forty five percent on two point field goals as a second year player. This year so far, this is before tonight's game. Forty seven point six percent on two point field goals. Um, and as a result, man, you can't write this shit. His effective field goal percentage, even though he is not shooting the three well this year. His effective field goal percentage on the season is 48.7, which is the exact same as it was last year. Now, I do want to note, he's up to 33% from deep quickly. That's not good, but it's better than what it was, and he's on the uptick. It's a good sign. So we like that. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. 
Sam Garcia's mom, the whole family getting in on the action. I love it. Long time no speak. Serious question. If the Knicks get to the four spot, is Coach Tibbs a lock for Coach of the Year? Hashtag free D Rose. Uh, Tom Thibodeau will not be winning Coach of the Year this year. Um, I think... Um, <laughs> uh, I think that I'll do an impromptu like... First of all, Tibbs ain't getting they're, they're not getting a number four. Although now that that like the way I just responded to that, like if I take the premise of your question seriously, it's like if they did get to four. Man, um, I think I think Jacques Vaughn is a real argument for coach of the year. I think he's done a really nice job. Granted, they have two very talented basketball players on that team. Uh, I think he's done a really nice job. I think Carlisle will get some love. Um, we'll see if ma- if if Indiana can maintain what they've done. Um, you know, Mike Mike Brown should get some love. You know, there's a team where if like you told me like Sacramento ended up as like the three seed, Mike Brown should get a lot of love. I gotta tell you though. Like a lot of the early candidates, like Will Hardy was an early candidate. I don't know if Will Hardy's now still a serious contender for for coach of the year. Um, there were probably some other ones. Like, I'll say this. I know I don't think it's insane to imagine Tom Thibodeau gets on the ballot. I wouldn't bet on it. I, if you gave me 10 to 1 odds, would I bet on on Tibbs being one of the three guys who ends up on the final coach of the year, like voting ballot? 10 to 1? I I I might. I'd, I'd, I'd probably need like 20 to one to put real money down on it. Um, so I don't think it's likely. Um, but no, I think he deserves credit. I think obviously I think he deserves credit. Thanks, Sam Garcia's mom. Appreciate it. And uh, this, I think this might be our last one coming up. Uh, Joseph Brennan with another one. With so much money invested in four of the five starters and the obvious investment love affair with Grimes, this is a great question to end on. At what position do you see the eventual star upgrade coming and where would you want it? Always ending with these. Oh, man. I mean, the, the easiest, the easy way out. The easy way out is to say center. Um, because... Well, Mitchell Robinson is a wonderful, wonderful defender and offensive rebounder. He is a non-entity as far as like being a a a part of the the offense that you run. He well, that that's not true because part of the the Knicks offense is in a lot of ways predicated on what Mitchell Robinson could do, getting offensive rebounds. But as far as like the offense that happens before you take the shot like outside of a couple of lobs every game, Mitchell Robinson really isn't a part of that. So if you get a guy, you know, and like, there's an obvious, there's an obvious guy that I'm thinking of. And he's always the guy that I tend to, to revert to whenever I I think about like perfect star trades and that's Joel Embiid, you know, um, now you're not, you're not getting Joel for Mitch. You're not, I, I, I mean, who the hell knows if Philly would ever trade Joel. Um, 
and what that would cost and like who else would need to go out and the whole thing. I think the reality of the situation, Joseph, and I, I'm sorry if this is a cop out, but like you, any star that comes on the market, you have to evaluate on its face. And I don't, like, I don't think there is an obvious answer. Like, I, I, I guess outside of Mitch, I guess the next most obvious answer would be Julius Randle. But at the same time, like, how many players that you could foresee being trade eligible in the next in the next several years could you see like Randall going out for not trade eligible, but like likely to be traded in the next few years? Could you see Randall being the centerpiece of that deal to then bring back a player who makes the Knicks a contender in that scenario? The player would either need to start at the four in place of Randall or start at the two or the three. And then you move Grimes to the bench. And then I guess you move up Obi into the, four spot, uh, the starting four spot. And like, I don't know, can a team win a championship with like Obi Toppin and Mitchell Robinson as your starting four and five? I I don't, I don't know if I believe that. And like, so like who would that player and who would that player be? Yeah, it's, it's really tough, but like, you know, the, to answer your question, it's Embiid and it would be, you know, it would be at center, but I, I don't like, there's no, one right answer and there's no one wrong answer. Like if you give me the top 10 players in the league, I I could pretty, I'm pretty sure I could think of 10 different trades that would make sense for the Knicks to, to make Um, that would make them a a better team. Good question to, I think we're, I think we're done. Um, Justin, you want to, you want to hop on for a sec? You you staying off camera today? Feel free to, Either pop on or let me know that you don't want to pop on. Oh, I guess Justin's not going to pop on tonight. That's okay. Um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Um, Don't forget to like the video and subscribe to this channel, Nick's Film School, on YouTube. If you are not currently subscribed, please subscribe. Also, if you're listening to this in podcast form tomorrow and you're not subscribed to the Nick's Film School podcast, subscribe to that. Uh, Follow Nick's Film School on social media. We are at... Nick Film School. That is S K O O L. Um, one more shout out to our friends at Weiss and Rosenblum, sponsors of the Nick's Film School uh, personal injury report. Give them a call today, 212 366 6100, or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. Uh, they're going to be partners with us for, I have a feeling, quite a long time. So, for all your personal injury needs, uh, if you want to reach out to me and uh, Pick my former lawyer brain for any anything. If you have if you think you have a case, um, no, give them a call. They'll they'll steal you in the right way, steer you in the right way. Uh, that's it. Uh, thanks everybody. Good win tonight. See you on Monday, and talk to you soon. Peace out.